going on, everybody? Paul Turner here from the DiscipleProject.net and your host of the Youth Ministry Motion Podcast, the podcast that wants to keep you motivated and your youth ministry moving forward. I hope that you're having an awesome day today. I hope things are going your way. And uh, I want to wish you all a very, for those of you listening in the United States, a very happy 4th of July. Who is like 4th of July? 4th of July is one of my, it's in my top four. Yeah, top four probably. Yeah, if I had to line them up, I would say it's probably Halloween's number one, Christmas is number two, Thanksgiving number three, and 4th of July. I just think that's the, I think that's the order there. The other, the other ones are, are good. There's nothing wrong with them. There's not, there's not my top four. Uh, I'd also be interested though, because I like 4th of July and I usually grill out. I will not be grilling out. By the time you hear this, I'll probably be on vacation uh, somewhere. And, but I, but I do enjoy grilling out on the 4th of July. I do love the fireworks and all that kind of good stuff, but I'd be interested to know what's your, what's your go-to on 4th of July? What do you like to eat? Are you, are you a hot dog person? Are you a hamburger person? Are you a chicken person? Are you a watermelon person? Man, I'd love to know. Just send me a text, 205-260-7229, and just, and just let me know what is your go-to, gotta eat it on 4th of July. And I'd, I'd be anxious to see that like five years from now, I'm gonna get a, a text that says, hot dog. <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know, and they send it to me, they listen to that episode, like I'm, I'm getting hot dog in like the, the middle of February, but that's okay. I enjoy engaging with all of you. So feel free to shoot me a text and let me know. Now, if you don't know, if you're brand new here to the series, we are in a series called The Five Plans Every New Youth Pastor Needs. Now, new can be a year old, can be a day old, but it also can be two years. You know, sometimes you don't discover that you needed a plan until two years later, until you've tried everything else and you go, oh, I need a plan. And so uh, the previous episodes, if you listen to those, we've already gone through the fact that you need a plan to plan, you need a plan to teach, and you need a discipleship plan. And today I want to talk about having a meeting plan. Every new youth pastor needs a meeting plan. How are we going to meet? What does this look like? Because when I first started planning youth meetings, I was pretty gung-ho. And it was really all about evangelism. I didn't think about all the other little parts. Yeah, we're supposed to have worship and yeah, we're going to play a game and, and all that kind of stuff. But it wasn't really super detailed. And I was really focused on evangelism. And, uh, you know, it was all geared around kids coming to Christ. Once again, not a terrible thing. It's just that's where my mind was. And on its face, there's nothing wrong with that. But listen, if the only tool you have is a hammer, then everything becomes a nail. And if I wasn't putting it in the meeting, if I wasn't, you know, putting down where I wanted to go, then everything was an evangelism message. And everything was, you know, and I said in the last episode, you know, uh, that I didn't have a discipleship plan uh, early on. And so everything was evangelism. And I could tell that my students were a little bored with the process. And so I had to figure out what is my meeting plan? It can't just be this, this, and this. I've got to, I've got to work on this thing. I've got to change things up. And the only way I, I knew how to do this, once again, I didn't sit at a computer like I do now. I just sat there with a pad of paper and a pen and said, okay, we're going to structure this out. And eventually you know, I learned that my kids, you know, don't need to get saved every week and that I learned how to put together meetings to help my students see the big picture of Christianity and to grow in their faith. Youth meetings are necessary. Now, listen, I'd rather every, if I could, three out of the four weeks of a month, I would take my students out to go do the stuff that I'm teaching them to do. I'd rather them 
do it in real time rather than just have a meeting. And I wrote a whole book on that called The Disciple Project, and we, we've done that. So if I have to have a youth meeting, then I want it to be the best youth meeting that we can possibly have. I also learned that there are seasons of youth meetings, seasons for outreach, seasons of deeper discipleship, seasons of fun, and seasons of rest. Not allowing your meetings to change from season to season can prohibit your students from growing deeper and wider in their faith. If every meeting is is equal or every meeting is the same or has the same format and you're not considering all the things that need to go into it, I, I, you might be shortchanging your kids in the growth department. I believe there's more to a meeting than just, okay, the band's going to play this many songs. I'm going to get and preach this long. And, uh, you know, we're going to play this game. And yeah, those are like the, you know, the core elements of a youth meeting. But I think there's so much more that goes into it. I think there's, and once again, that's something I've had to discover. And I'm sure you're discovering that as well, that, you know, the easy thing is to just plan the meeting with the same things you've always planned them with and you know don't don't disrupt things just kind of leave it alone and yet i am more of uh use it as an experiment that if we're going to get together we're going to meet together and we're going to and listen i am i am somewhat hint i'm discovering new meeting format right now our students our church on wednesday nights meet for one hour that's right i said one hour you say paul isn't that enough no it's not not for me i mean i'm, I'm a 90 minute guy like i every every you know youth minister i've had has started at you know seven o'clock and was done at 8 30 and now it's just straight up seven to eight and i'm having to discover a whole new way to plan my youth meetings for maximum effectiveness that's really what it's about i'm trying to plan the best meeting i can so that it is maximum effectiveness of whatever the purpose of that meeting is and i think that's so key that's the first thing that's the that's the top of the list what is the purpose of this youth meeting i find that i used to put a lot of purposes <laughs> there was like 10 purposes to this meeting and i accomplished usually none of them because I tried to squeeze all these things into this meeting that had no business being in the meeting. I just was putting them in there. And then suddenly when I you know, discovered this thing called time, right, this time thing that doesn't obey me, I had to then adjust and say, okay, I only have this much time. I can't do everything I want to do. Even in that 90 minutes, I would go over in, in the 90 minute category. You can only imagine what I'm going through now dealing with a one hour segment and then kids are like you know because they're conditioned to say okay it's eight o'clock it's time for us to go you may be in the same situation i don't know but i uh, but the one hour deal is making me have to recognize that there's some things i'm just gonna have to put to the side i can't do everything like this summer it's very little on everything else we don't have a worship band or anything like that uh, but the two core things that i make sure that i put in is for summertime at least make sure that we're going to have a lot of fun and we're going to close that meeting in prayer. It's not me preaching. It's not me, you know, doing a 15, 20 minute message. It's me five minutes in discussion with the students. And I have to plan it this way because if I don't plan now, when we get into the fall, that the, the meeting will take a different turn. We'll go back into like we did before summer and we'll have a worship segment. We'll have uh, a discussion segment, all those things. But those things right now, because of the way I'm planning the summer, those things are, are not going to make the list because I'm not, I'm not going to have time to do the things that I think 
this summer is is supposed to be planned, which I think is high on the fun and uh, and, and at least intimate. It may not be deep, but at least our discussion or our, our message time that I'll have with them at least will be intimate. And uh, I'll keep it brief. I think that, boy, and for a preacher to say they, they have to be brief. First of all, if you ever hear a preacher say, listen, I'll be brief, they're lying to you already, okay? You know this. You know this. And some of your pastors have three and four closings and all this kind of crazy stuff. So for me, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this because I am trying to plan these meetings, these one-hour meetings. How do I get the most out of it? How do I squeeze it out of there? And I developed something a few years ago that is helping me do this. I, I did it for me. I created it for me called My Youth Meeting Playbook. And basically, I wrote it, and it's 52 meeting planning sheets. And it's got articles. It's got all kinds of stuff in the book that you can have. It's a PDF. I'll put a link down in the show notes if you're interested in that at all. But let me tell you something how it's helped me. Each planning page, for somebody who wants to do a lot of things, each planning page contains all what I believe are the critical components that I think should go into a youth meeting. But it has enough flexibility for you to plan the way you believe God is leading. You're not required. I'm going to say this nice and loud and clear here. You're not required to fill in all the blanks. The blanks are there in case you need them. In other words, all the blanks are there to serve you. You're not there to serve the blanks. You don't have to you know, fill these blanks all in. They're there for when you need them. Example, I believe students should help lead. Well, that's on the sheet because it's a value. It's something that's important to me that students are participating. You can write a student's name in there and what their role and responsibility is. I believe leaders, not just you, not just the youth pastor should serve. And uh, I believe there's other leaders in your group, adult volunteers who need roles and responsibilities. Well, guess what? That's on the sheet so that you don't skip over somebody and say, uh, you know, I don't have these other leaders doing anything. Well, at least having it on the sheet reminds you there's other adults in the room who need a role and responsibility because, well, it makes your job easier and they need something to show up for. I believe every youth meeting should be reviewed. It should be looked at. And there's a nice, healthy box on there on the sheet that says, review, how did this meeting go? And you take notes there and say, hey, and listen, once again, I use my own stuff. I wrote some notes to myself that were really harsh last week because there's some things I didn't do some things that I was not disciplined in and it, and it made the youth meeting crappy as far as now, once again, probably nobody cared, but I cared. So I made sure this week I rectified that because I made the note and I wrote it down. I fixed it this week and it was a hundred times better. Uh, I think it went much, much better. Uh, example, I believe every youth meeting should have a wow moment on the sheet. Now, what is that? Well, there's a whole article in there about what the wow moment is, but that wow moment can come in any form or shape. The wow moment may be the illustration you're going to use. The wow moment may be a game these kids have never played and it's so extreme. The wow moment may be, uh, you know, some food that you're bringing in that they've never had some, you know, maybe it's, you know, taco night and you have very much authentic food coming in from another country or something, who knows? But I believe every meeting needs a wow moment. And each sheet takes the elements, all the elements that I believe goes into a good youth meeting. And I put it on the sheet. You don't have to fill out if your youth group is not ready for student leadership to do things. Okay. If you don't have any adult volunteers like myself, guess what? That area stays blank. 
I put my own name in. It's rather silly, but I give myself jobs in there. I go, whose job is that? Well, that's Paul's job. He can do that. Uh, and all the elements are on there. Everything from announcements to altar time. And it's right there in front of you. So you can begin to work out what each element looks like according to the purpose of that meeting, which is at the top of the sheet that asks you, what is the purpose of this youth meeting? So if you're interested in that, link down in the show notes. And that is it for today, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this episode brought you a tremendous amount of value. And if you enjoyed the episode, once again, I'll put a link down below where you can review this. Leave five stars and a review. I'll be happy to read it right here on the podcast and uh, and honor your effort that you put in there by reading it here and giving you a big shout out and thank you. And uh, if you are, once again, brand new, thanks for checking it out. Thanks for being a part today. And once again, if you're a regular, I always appreciate your attention and, and your commitment to listening every week, your commitment to growing. And I know there may be some of you out there, and I say this at the end of every uh, of one of my episodes, is listen, if nobody has told you lately that you're doing a good job, well, then let me tell you, you're doing a good job and you're just going to get better. And I'll catch you guys in the next episode.